Welcome back to Country and Cold Cans. I'm Logan sitting here with Trucker Andy and Kyle. Be sure to give us five stars and a great review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon. And while you're at it, in the description, there's a link that says click here to leave us a voicemail. Hit us with any questions, any comments, or just anything you want to say to us in general. That's the place to do it. Um, then check out the website countryandcoldcans.com for blog content and merch. All right, Andy's yawning on us. Says he's been working too much. And uh, didn't get a Only the legal sleep. amount. I mean, of course, but still, you can get your 10 hours of sleep. I like my sleep. What can I say? Andy, how much do you sleep on average every night? Uh, On average? I don't know. Eight? Probably average. That's Damn. not bad. I wish I could get eight. Yeah, same. I usually go to bed I, at like I, 10, 30, 11, and I'm at 5, 30. At times, I can sleep like a teenager still. Oh, well, I, I can mean, too. I can, I can too. Yeah, when I need to. Logan is the most of the of that group. He still loves to burn that midnight oil. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't have a choice. My body just doesn't sleep. <laughs> the uh, the four a.m. oil, as Carter would know about. <laughs> <laughs> damn, I mean, damn, Logan, my mom's gonna be mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Carter. You're 30 years old. Oh, Lord. Yeah, Carter will get mad at you for saying that one. But anyways, let's move into the news of the week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Andy, you had sent us a few songs, and we, so we don't really have an official song roundup this week, but we had all kind of thrown some songs out there. But there was one that um, it hasn't been officially released yet, but we had talked about it a couple episodes back. Turnpike Troubadours, we know, announced that you know, they said Cat's Out of the Bag, Mean Old Son is going to be the single release. But they played a live version of it at Stagecoach um, out in California this past week. And um, so play a little, short little clip, then we'll talk about that. All right, Andy, you're a long-term uh, Turnpike fan. What are your thoughts hearing the song in full? I was really, really, really excited. It, I was kind of speechless, honestly. <laughs> I really like the way it sounded. I was pretty... I was, I'm still kind of speechless. I don't know. It's got a classic I, it, Turnpike sound, man. I love it. I, I honestly, I was like, like this kind of sounds better. <laughs> like, not like way better, but yeah, Maybe like slightly better. No, like it, like I said, I Turnpike. It's hard to explain. Turnpike has like a unique sound that's distinctly theirs. Where when I hear a song, I compare other bands to Turnpike. I don't really compare Turnpike to other bands. Does that make sense? Where like just the way it sounds and this song, you know, two thumbs up from in my opinion. Just like you said, I mean, but it's also the first like taste of turnpike music we've gotten since the um the indefinite hiatus the ugly words that we all heard for so many years but uh, i was supposed to go see turnpike this weekend but they canceled their show in dc i was supposed to be going there 
You had the show with my brother and uh, his wife, but that got canceled. They're playing the Verizon Center. Unfortunately, not going to see them, but I was happy to hear this. Happy to see it here. A good recording of the live um, version of it. Kyle, what are your thoughts? <clears throat> they um didn't skip a beat. The banjo in the intro. When I was listening to it, I was like, "Wow, this is um, it's a very turnpike ass song." Um, their song is extremely authentic. Um, and as soon as I heard the banjo in the beginning, I was like, "Well, no mistaking who this is." So they haven't lost <clears throat> anything really. Um, this is a song that. Once again, I think Evan Felker require he's Evan Felker is in the same vein of a Zach Bryant. It takes multiple upon multiple listens to really grasp what he's getting at. Um, and it's kind of hard to hear the lyrics in the live version. Um, so I'm really waiting for the lyrics to be on Spotify. But I'm a big I'm fan. Like I. I need to digest it a little more with multiple listens to be able to get where the song is going. But also I've always said that, you know, whether it's Turnpike or even a Jason Isbell, like I, I really want to hear their singles in the context of the record because Turnpike is a band that puts out cohesive albums. You know what I mean? Whereas a lot, Um, like a lot of other artists would just put out collections of songs. So as like, while my initial inclination is I really, really like this song. Um, I also want to hear it within the context of the full album, so I can't wait for that. I can't remember when the album's supposed to drop, but... There's supposed to be another song, right? That they're about to release? Um, well, I think this is the only one that's been announced. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I thought I read something that they had another one. that They played at... Um, is it Red Rocks? Oh, they played a... Um, there was another recording that went around. I think we actually covered it on the blog, but... Um, is that the one that's called Cat Cats in the Rain? Rain. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. that was pretty good yeah. too, but it wasn't like a great recording of it for us to be able to really hear it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that might be what I saw. That they had there's two that's been leaked. Um but yeah, look, the song's fantastic. Um Evan hadn't lost a step. So no, not at all. No. I'm hyped for it. It would have been cool to have been able to hear it this weekend, you know, but yeah, nevertheless. Look, and the only real knock I'm going to give is I hate this pre-save bullshit. I'm sorry, I do. Yeah. Just fucking release it or don't. Yeah, well, that helps them in the algorithm. You guys I know, are the old I, men with yeah, that. Uh, well, I am because just what is wrong with just shadow dropping something? I know nothing is a secret anymore, but like the whole pre-save thing, like God, Spotify. Blame Spotify, not the uh, artist. No, no, I'm gonna blame Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube, all the streaming. Yeah, yeah, all of them. My thing, my whole point is like Amazon. I mean, Spotify. Anyone would have directed me to this song anyway. It would have been front and center on my Spotify the day it dropped. That's true for someone like Turnpike, but that's not true for someone that doesn't have the same following. So that's like why it really does help out the smaller artists that don't have the exposure. So that's why like I go out of my way for those artists to to pre-save it. 
just because it gets them more listens, it gets them better placements on playlists. It's just the, I will, the way I will it concede, is now. Yeah, I will concede that point, but as big as Turnbike is, it, I'm just like, ugh. I'm just, I don't know. I'm, yeah, I'm an old man. What can I say? I don't want to pre-save like way. a single. Just release it, and let me listen to it. <laughs> uh, I don't even know how to pre-save. I've never said pre-save I don't either. anything in my I life. I don't either. I really don't. I don't. I, and I refuse to do it. I'm an old man. <laughs> like Parker got me to click the link for his album coming out, and it was a pre-save thing. As soon as I saw that's what it was, like, well, this is bullshit. I'm out. Yeah, I'm annoyed. Like, just fucking release it. Yeah, but okay, that's a topic for another day. Um, no, it's because you're missing the point of why the pre-save is there. I yeah. am, I am like no sympathy to the point. Sure, you can make an we argument. Just don't care. I just don't care. Exactly. I, I don't. I don't. Just fucking release the song. It's it's not about releasing it for you two so Andy and Kyle are happy. <clears throat> it's about those who don't have great placements automatically on the playlist to Her get more. Her doing just more. fine. Yeah, but just because you're bigger doesn't mean that you ain't going to ask people for help in the algorithm. But the reality is, it's there for a reason because They're when you're on the come up, massive. I would I would be Her just isn't the issue here. I would it's, be just as annoyed if. You guys are, are Morgan Wilder to how... like, pre-save my album. Like, shut up, Morgan. Everyone knows when your album's coming out. <laughs> shut up. Just shut up. Release the it, album. It's it's the like when people complain about how there. it's like when people complain about how they don't go to any uh movies in the movie theater because no no good movies come out and they complain about that. But the reason they don't make good movies anymore and they all it's all blockbusters and sequels and shitty movies is because people are illegally streaming it anyways. So the movie theaters are not getting any revenue. So there there's no incentive for big box offices. You're like you're complaining about the system without doing anything to change it. Hmm. I disagree with that point. I think it's just that you can disagree with it, but it's true. No, I think there's a number of reasons why they um they don't it's a, release. It's about opening. It's about big numbers mm. at the box office on the weekends, and I think they they're only going to gonna release majority. Something. I think they choose to make a lot of movies people don't really want to see, and then they're forced to make a Top Gun Maverick, and they're just like, "Oh, it's a Top Gun Maverick." Well, the reason like, I think that's the re- get, you're I trying to get quasi political, and that's not what I mean. I'm not. What no, I mean I'm is, not being why do you political. think in modern that's Hollywood it. almost all movies are sequels? And or members or think installments within like think Marvel or Star Wars is because people are not going to see original movies anymore. So what? How are they going to make their money? Because it's all about the dollar. Let's not say it's about art. It's about the dollar. They're going to go uh, what they know people are going to show up for. That's because people the other stuff they make isn't. No one cares about. Because there, there's no incentive to make good movies. The majority of movies are blockbusters at the theater now. What's a blockbuster? Like, say if they made Iron Man 37. They're going to. And their releases on on a big weekend in the summer or around Christmas time, like they did with Spider-Man 84. That Oppenheimer movie sounds good. That's original. Yeah, yeah, it does sound yes, good. It does, it does sound Cillian good. Murphy, Cillian I Murphy, see in a while. Cillian Murphy is a phenomenal actor. 
Yeah, I can agree with that. But so, yeah, the Oppenheimer so movie does when they good. make new shit that people want to see, people show up. Sorry, nobody cares about whatever film you're making. I'm sorry, Martin Scorsese. No one cares. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, just no one does. I'm not talking make... about the artsy movies. I'm talking about just original movies and not just like reboots, sequels, another... or. Yeah, make another Transformers movie. People will show up. God knows. I don't. But see, that those movies fucking suck. No. Oh, they all fucking suck. The first I've never seen one. Phenomenal. No, they're not. It's, they're it's, awesome. it's a Michael Bay Explosions movie. I mean, it fucking What's sucks. What's wrong with that? It, it's, not, it's not good. No. Oh. Oh. There's not a single good Transformers movie that was released. They certainly went downhill after they, they got rid of Shia LaBeouf and went to Mark Wahlberg. I will 1,000% concede that. But, man, those first three were really damn good. It's about like the Fast and Furious movies. They should have stopped about 10 years ago. I uh, 1,000% agree. They should have stopped at Tokyo Drift. Tokyo Drift, I I admit that I hate it at the time, and I've grown to respect. Yes. And because, I mean, it, it, now they're fucking flying and out of space on yeah, in a car. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the first two, and then Tokyo Drift were the only three, well, four maybe. I'll give four leeway. Dude, Fast and Furious was, was the fourth one. That one wasn't very good. I will say Fast Five was good, but that was the only heist-centered one that was decent. The rest yes. of them have been downhill signs. But at, at a certain, you know, at a certain point, you get beyond the suspend disbelief. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, yeah, oh yeah, we're gonna take out a submarine with a Dodge Challenger on ice, like. Uh, and every uh, and they, okay, they, okay. it's the same formula every time now where the bad guy from the previous movie suddenly joins the team and now he's family. Yeah, it's yeah. the same thing every time. I First it, it was The they, Rock, now it's John Cena and uh, Jason Momoa. They're they're all going to oh, be parts forget. of the family now. Oh yeah, if you about Jason Statham, yeah, I Jason Statham, same like, thing. Yeah, so yep, he's going to be a good guy. So, and Han somehow <laughs> died in the third movie where they're doing this weird like Star Trek thing where it was like it's not canon and Tokyo Drift is after all the movies but he's driving a 2003 R7 like what are we doing here that shit doesn't make sense no yeah I'm with you you on that take but all right we've gone down the rabbit hole enough on we ended up on Fast and the Furious and Transformers but all right so yeah Turnpike new song banger can't wait to hear more all right the other one that we were talking about was um Lauren Watkins. Uh, I sent it to the guys this morning. Andy and I uh, had sent a couple texts back and forth, and we talked about it a little bit pre-show. But Lauren Watkins, someone who I never heard of until this morning, um, showed mm-hmm. up way down in my release radar. I saw the title of one of her songs and just clicked on it. It was called Ole Miss. Now, we had talked about you know that trend where they everybody had been writing, quote-unquote, SEC songs. And I was like, you know what? The, the trend is getting a little bit tired, but I was like, hell with it. I'll, I'll listen to it. So click play. I really liked the song. Um, then I listened to another one. I think it was called uh, Camel Blues. Like that one. So I, then I listened to the whole record, sent it to the guys. Andy said he really liked it. I don't know if Kyle's listened to it yet or not, but um, I'm curious to know y'all's initial takes. Like we're not going to do a full review because we haven't listened to it enough. We probably will cover it sometime later down the line, but this seems to be 
my thought process when I sent it to y'all was this seems to be kind of right up our alley of female country artists that we've been listening to and kind of talked about on the show the last few years. So initial takes on Lauren Watkins from Tennessee, Yay. born and born and bred Nashville. Uh, I think she's got to deal with Big Loud. Um, so you said yay. I vote yay. <laughs> I vote yay. So um, I have a little more thoughts than Andy. She sounds. <laughs> um, I mean, I had more than that. That's just where I'll start. <laughs> um, to me, she sounds identical to Runaway June's lead uh, lead singer. Interesting. Yeah, I, I hear it so much, especially in anybody but you. Um, even the sound of a lot of her songs sound like um, Runaway June. And I love that band. They're phenomenal. I think she has an interesting... Um, I, I'm not a fan of Camel Blues. I think I think that was kind of try-hard. Um, but anybody but you, Shirley, the rest of these songs are, are great. I think I'm going to continue the trend of country and coke hands. We love women country singers. Definitely agree. And I, her vocal to me has a similar quality that Megan Maroney and Ashlyn Craft has. And I think it's that I tend little, to yeah. be drawn towards that. Because um, that was in the production on this, I think was either downright country or pop country done right. If that I makes sense. Agree. Yes, I would 100% agree. Yeah. I, this was like right in my wheelhouse of what I tend to like. I like I like her songwriting style, where she, assuming that she was the co-writers on these songs, but it's where you say try Hardy. I, I kind of like, cause it reminds me a little bit of Hardy <laughs> um, in the sense of it's kind of that clever. Some people like it. Some people don't, but trying to be clever, clever aspect of uh, using a hook in a different way with um, the turn of phrase, like Ole Miss was a good example. I like the way she used that hook in that song. Camel blues, same thing. Um, but I tend to lean towards not like every song, but I like that coming, especially coming from mainstream artists. So that was kind of up my alley. The production was good on this record. Um, in general, I love her voice. So, but I was just like, I had never heard of her until today. I don't, like she just completely was not on my radar at all. But I'm, I'm going to say I'm probably a fan. Yeah, I really she's, like the way her voice in Grain of Salt, surprisingly. I think mm-hmm. that may be one of the, not the best, probably the, I might say bad, not the best written song on there. That song really reminded me, like sound wise, a lot of Montgomery Gentry. And like that, like time period a little bit in that song. I can't say I've ever heard anything else that reminded me of Montgomery Gentry because I'd actually forgot they existed until I heard that song. I can, I can. Hit, hit, hit the button, hit the button. <laughs> Hit the button. I don't know what button you want me to hit. <laughs> Any one of them. That was a terrible take. <laughs> I can't believe you forgot Montgomery Gentry existed. I forget things. I thought it was Thursday all day. Um. Oh goodness. Andy, you're entitled to your opinion. I'm not going to discredit it. Kyle's just mad today. Kyle is, does seem to be in a little foul mood today. <laughs> I'm I'm just, I'm just I'm just annoyed that you forgot they existed. One of the greatest nineties, early two thousands bands of all. Now that that's an aggressive take. Who? 
you. They're they're they are fantastic. They're good. They're, I wouldn't say the greatest in any I situation. No, I didn't say the great. I said one of. I wouldn't even say one of the greatest. Ah, uh, they're fantastic. I did go back and listen to them today. Uh, I like them as good as I remembered. I like the writing's but... not not great. No, it's very like they're good, but they're pop country done well. No, I can agree with that take. Yeah, but here's a little bit of grain of salt where Andy was talking about his comparison to uh, Montgomery's entry. See, I like that you part can't too. Tell me that doesn't remind you of Gone. Uh, oh, I'm not saying it didn't. I wasn't disagreeing with you. I was just saying Kyle. that this was her voice, mm-hmm. so, like right where I like it, with kind of that that raspy aspect. Yeah. So I also, and I also like the the hook. Take it with a grain of salt and a shot of tequila. She kind of has that, um, like lyrically throughout this song. She kind of has that, um, or throughout this record, almost like Miranda Lambert, Ashlyn Craft kind of. Uh, edge to some of her songwriting. Um, I I really liked uh, what was it? Dark places. Yeah, that one's good. Mm-hmm. That one was the only reason I like me. with grain of salt. The only reason I say that is that the edginess I thought was <laughs> better in some of the other songs. Yeah, like anybody but you and Camel Blues. Right. The, oh, this one was definitely a little bit more up tempo, a little more, a little edgier sounding. What y'all I think like of Ole Miss? Because we had talked about the um, that trend. Like, while I wouldn't say this is a standout on the record, this was the one that first caught my attention. But um, you know, as far as a lot, we've heard like four different SEC college football country songs. You know, what were your takes on Ole Miss? I thought it was okay, but I'm not really that type of song. Isn't going to be. I will get tired of that trend very, very fast. That's just a personal thing. Yeah. I mean, the <clears throat> the trend itself, we talked about that a while back. I think most of the copycat songs in this haven't been great. Um, but because I'm kind of with you, I get tired of that kind of like everything about like tying it to college football. This one, I wouldn't say is like, a, a the song in and of itself compared to the rest of the record, I don't think is one of the stronger tracks, but compared to the college football theme songs, I I like this one better than most. I think this one was written a little better. Um, she went to Ole Miss, uh, but here's a little bit of it. And then Kyle, I'm curious about what you think. I do like the aspect of it where it, Ole Miss isn't like put together to where it's right on the nose. You know what I mean? You kind of have to like it, it's broken up to where she's not saying Ole Miss, but it's the same old Miss you feeling. I do appreciate that. She had, in the music video, she has lots of like scenes of like Oxford where Ole Miss is. But Kyle, what were your thoughts on this? Like compared to other college football songs we saw. Um, so this one is not as on the nose as Wylan or Megan Maroney. Um, 
which I respect. Um, I think the college football songs have kind of run their course. It was more of a who's the first one to throw one out there. And the rest are kind of looked at as subpar. Because the funny thing is, the first one, I, I like, I don't think that, like, I'm with you on that. Uh, I th- but the first one, we didn't really like that much. Because I was think that more, was that Wallen or Megan? No, it was, it was neither. It was that Connor Smith guy. And, um, mm, I forgot all his about song, that. So, what his song, <laughs> yeah, it was a Tennessee song. We didn't really dig his that much. Uh, yeah. we, because his and Megaroni's were similar. Wouldn't had me by halftime technically have been the first. I mean, yeah, if you want to, it, 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 it is, but it wasn't like part of like a, that didn't start a trend. That yeah. was just an album cut. Cause there've a been, lot, this isn't the lot, first time yeah. in history that somebody referenced college football on a song. Yeah. A lot of them dropped. Song about it. There was a lot of drops within the week or so or the month of the third weekend in September when yeah. Tennessee and Alabama play. Um, I really look. I like the song. Um, I like how it's not very overt, which I which I do like. Um, I can't unhear Runaway June in her songs, right? I just can't unhear it. She sounds a lot like them, man. And I'm here for it. I just I will give her a lot of credit for. I don't want to call it discretion. But it's it's not so in your face that it's about a university. Yeah, I mean, it's like it takes the university and ties it into like a you know college love that didn't make it the distance yeah, kind of thing. Exactly. Yep. In a similar way that Wallen did with ninety eight Braves. Yeah. 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 I would agree with that. But Andy, to your point, I mean, I guess had me by halftime is kind of the same thing. But it just that wasn't part of like the trend, if you know what I mean. Because there was like yeah, a period where there was it makes like sense. yeah. Now here's a little bit of dark places. This was one that I really really liked from this album. I will say the line spirits are high, standards are low made me laugh. Yeah. If this uh, song is based on real experiences, she needs some better friends. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> well, it's funny you say that because like at, for a girl, yes. Yes, um, she needs better Guys friends. tend to encourage their friends to Make bad decisions where girls yes. are like, no, no, get away from her. Yeah, you know what if I mean? she, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I'm getting at. Like, you know, <laughs> guys are like, oh, he's would, grown. We'll see him sometime next week. <laughs> I would one thousand percent tell you and Andy to uh, jump into the river. Hit <laughs> face, knowing just because it would be I, funny I, I and we'll laugh at you. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know if either one of y'all can swim. So I was like, yeah, that would be hilarious. Um, but, you know, girl, but, Jack you know, Osher, I'd kill us. 
<laughs> that got right? murdery real fast. Yeah, in, in, my, like, in my defense, if you, Andy, you'd probably be like, you, I bet you won't say I won't jump in the river. And I'll be like, you won't jump in the river. And then we'll go from there. Yeah. Literally yeah. something that was it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, like I said, women are a little different. Which is, I'm like, oof. She's She's been in some rough places. She has some better friends. <laughs> you missed the, uh, I tried to play the Ivan Drago, if he dies, he dies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the only thing I think, that's the only thing I could think of in the whole song is like, she needs some better friends. Yeah, I, I get what you mean. She just wants to have a good time. She's just trying to have a good time, man. Trying to get past the heartbreak. Damn, Kyle's just trying to shame her over here. I'm not trying to shame her. I'm just saying, like, you know, it's like, come on, man. That's right. Come on. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. She just bought some strange. <laughs> <laughs> she yeah. said it, not me. It's literally in one of the songs. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Andy! What's that? What's that sound? What sound? Uh, Andy's oh. like, yeah, plausible deniability. <laughs> <laughs> but now, overall, no, I, yeah, I think she says that anybody but you, Andy. <laughs> that song is like a modern woman's song. She literally in that song says she wanted some strange. Yeah, I mean, she wants to bang anybody but you. It's essentially the gist of that song. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's the whole gist of the song. And I really like that song, but I was just like, mm. poor ex-boyfriend. <laughs> poor ex- <laughs> hey, but she learned it from him. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Andy, uh, I do know that you said you like the, the EP title, though. Yeah, I do like the title for a first release. I don't. I think I don't think I've seen that before. So I think it's it's clever and interesting. Yeah, I think she uh, actually had Joey Moy as the producer. He's been doing a lot of he, he's done Wallens, Ernest, and Hardy stuff. You know, formerly mm-hmm. with Nickelback. But I mean, she's on Big Loud, so that makes sense. Um, it, this was this was interesting. It was a pleasant surprise to find a new artist like this. It seems like about once or twice a year we tend to find a a new female artist that we all like Lauren yeah. Watkins looks like she's the new one for 2023. I think um, she has song credits on six of the seven songs, six of the seven. Yeah. Just looking through. Yeah. I think it's six of the seven. Ernest has a few credits. That makes yes. sense. I could actually kind of see that. Yeah, I can C- too. Can you guess which one he's on? That he wrote on? Yes. Mm, let me look at the title of the track list again. Yeah. This one that he's on. I'm assuming that's Ernest. It's his full name. Was it Ernest K. Smith? Ernest. Yeah, Ernest Keith Smith. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's on one song. Mm. Was it Grain of Salt? No. My guess. My guess is sleeping in my makeup. No, it's anybody but you. I can I can see that. Yep, that is the one song he has credits on. Also, the only one Lauren Watkins does not have a credit on. Was it, it was anybody but you? Yep. That's her second most streamed song, it looks like, behind Shirley Temple. 
Yep. I liked the analogy in Shirley Temple a lot. I thought I was going to hate that song based on the song title. But after I heard it, I was like, you know, this was one that I'm glad I didn't skip over just because of the song title. I agree. That's yeah. something I would do. Oh, this is definitely something we're all guilty of. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. that song title sucks. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. I would, yeah. She's a, she's an interesting one to watch. Definitely. She's young, too. She's like 23. So, yep. so we'll be interested to see what comes, comes from her. <clears throat> we call it an EP. What do we call it, Andy? She called it an EP. It's, Someone with okay. EP. it's an EP. Seven okay. songs. No way. You, this is just not an album. I don't care what anybody says. Well, no, it does say album on Spotify. Why did it say EP on our website? This is I don't know. what I'm talking about. I'm annoyed about shit like this. <laughs> right. Yeah, I just I don't let that bother uh, me that much. <laughs> I, I do because it's like, oh, uh, it shows up in both, which is what annoys me. When you go to disc- discography, that's a hard word to say. Um, it shows up in albums and EPs. I'm like, it can't be both. <laughs> I hate the fact deal. that you have found a sound a soundboard. I hate it. <laughs> do you I hate, hate the it. soundboard, or do you hate the fact that I'm the only one that has control of the soundboard? <laughs> You're the only one that has control. <laughs> that is too much power in one man's hands. Hey, look, man, I'm not only the the co-host, but I'm also the producer. So, producer, get. Some types of uh, <laughs> authority Pro- here. Producer slash seducer. <laughs> huh? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> no, no, just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. That's a great use of the sound. <laughs> we promise we're not going to overdo the sounds week in and week, week out. This is It's just new to us. It's a shiny new toy. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. That's a good use. Well played. <laughs> uh, but either way I'm looking forward to hearing uh, from uh, more from Lauren Watkins um, I like what I, I've heard from her so far but the um, other thing I guess bring up was Andy did an about face on us in the group thread he sent us that song by Warren Zeters and mm-hmm. me and Kyle didn't even respond other than just the reaction we just down yeah. uh, thumbs downed it and then Andy came back later in the day he goes I don't remember I'm going to paraphrase but he was like after re-listening, I've changed my Can't mind flip. on that song. Don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> I the, I heard it the second time. I was like, I don't even know what I heard the first time because this is totally yeah. different than what I heard. Aaron, yeah, when you, uh, Andy was drunk. <laughs> yeah, he must have been. It was, when, it was like he, seven a.m. the first time I heard it. I was like, either what that is or going he was on? he was running running uh, hard on nicotine, and he he just was listening to something different because when he said that. I listened to it and I gave it a fair shake. I'm not the biggest fan of that guy, but I gave it a fair shake. And uh, I just was like, oh, I don't know. I was like, I'm not going to roast Andy. I'm just going to give it a thumbs down. <laughs> and then Kyle, a couple hours later, seconded it in my motion. And then Andy rethought his his take on it. So not going to not going to throw. Yeah, I'm not going to uh, throw him against the wall too much on that one because he did he did recant. What that, I thought that song was about was totally different first time I heard it. And I don't well, even know I, how I even got to that conclusion. He the the chorus is where he lost me on this it's, song. Because, it's awful. Dude, Old it's like high, three high, lines and he just keeps high, high, high. Yeah. He he extends <laughs> the notes too long and that just annoys me when people try to do those vocal runs and you're not Chris Stapleton. Like, sorry, don't do it. 
Oh, I thought wow. he had a drug problem in oh, the song. And I was like, was... I don't know where I got that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, it was definitely not um not what I yeah I would necessarily have been like a uh, I, I, now to be fair, Kyle, we didn't ask Andy. Andy, you totally missed your shot here. We didn't ask Andy. Was it one of those ones where he was um just sending it to be like this song sucks? We just assumed he liked it, and then Andy backed it up. Yeah, he told him. I did like. Yeah, he one thousand percent. Andy, was it? Did your missus tell you to send us into the podcast? No, I, um, I let's do I because the one before was a lot better. That uh, was it. Wet something about Texas and weather. West Texas weather. Yeah, that one wasn't bad. And then the first time I heard this, like, hey, that's two decent ones in a row. And then let's do it again. Like, no, wrong. <laughs> so, yeah, other than the Zeter song, there was another one that we had sent that I was a really big fan of this song, but it's uh, a new one from uh, off the new EP from the Vagabonds called Tom Petty and the Braves. So I was really vibing with this one. I played it way more times than I probably should admit the day that it came out. <clears throat> it the reason I like it so much because it's very indicative of people our age and older uh, experience growing up in the South. Of there are like two things that people is universally loved down here, and as the song says, it's Tom Petty and the Braves. I may have grown up, but ain't a damn thing changed. I still love Tom Petty and the Braves. This is kind of the Southern rock influenced um, sound of this song on top of it. Big fan of this one. The album art, they're either wearing Tom Petty shirts or Atlanta Braves gear. Uh, loved this song. Andy, what were your, th- your thoughts? Yeah, I liked it too, but that's also coming from a guy that wore a Tom Petty shirt all day, so that <laughs> may be a little biased. <laughs> Kyle? It, the song's very good, except the chorus. I'm just like, eh. I'm not a very big Tom Petty fan. Not, oh my gosh! Not nearly as much Jesus as you are. Christ! Oh yeah, Go that's ahead. your worst hit, take you've ever had. Hit the button! Hit the button! What um, a stupid son of a bitch! <laughs> hit the button! Yeah, never been that into Tom Petty. Um, and then that's, the Braves. That's you are a Braves fan, though, so you got half yeah. of it. So. I just felt like the chorus on the song was kind of forced. I, it's like, I'm just let's just say throw I, shit at I the wall. I disagree. I disagree. I think the chorus is very well done. I think that it it's tying together, you know, references to music and baseball. I think it's very well done. But, you know, again, different strokes. We've said that many times on this show. Differences of opinion. That's what they say, you know. <laughs> um, it's not. It's not the worst. It's just... Instead of Tom Petty, I got into new metal. Wait a minute, what? I said, you guys got into Tom Petty, I got into new metal. One's objectively better than the other. <laughs> Talk about arguably the greatest American artist of all time, and you're talking about Limp Biscuit. <laughs> There's no way, like, 
I refuse to believe that someone doesn't like Tom Petty. I know, that blew this my mind because I never, I never really knew that about you, Kyle. <clears throat> I don't hate him. I just was never really high on him. That, look, it's maybe not for everybody. I'm not no, saying that makes automatically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I Either think way. I could probably. I think I can probably name you three or four Tom Petty songs, bro. You just don't like it because you ain't never listened Dude. to it. That's your problem. Come, come I mean, June here in the, the golf trip. Oh God, if me. you and I ride together, uh, I'm going to give you a Tom me. Petty education that day. Let's see. Let's oh, off the top of my head, we've got – he's saying free falling, didn't he? Correct. Yep. Okay. Uh, did he do Wildflowers? He did. Yep. Fantastic album. Great album, and 1994. Got it on vinyl. I think he did Won't Back Down, right? He yep. did. I'm trying to think of a four song. <laughs> Shit, I know, I know those are the hits. Play the hits. Yeah, and got they're probably the most pop, second most popular. You skipped. Mm. Potentially first most popular. Free Fallen's probably number one. Yeah, Free Fallen's a classic. I actually couldn't tell you the name of it because the name and the way it's sung is backwards. I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Mm. This is a hilarious to me that he's struggling to name four petty songs. Mm. He's got one of a very commonly used song title. It's also a Foo Fighters song and I believe a Parker McCollum song. And Parker. This is that that should narrow it down. You're not gonna think of it, but I really wish I could get Classic Rock Carter to call in right now. You're missing one of the most popular ones that I know you know. I'm thinking yeah, of one. It has, a really, it has a really famous guitar riff at the beginning. Yep, that's that's it. It's a dun 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 I can't think of the name of it. I don't know the order of the name, so I might would actually screw it up. Tried calling Carter. Said he was too busy, but... <laughs> Uh, I don't know, um, man. I, I, um, I, we, is, we're missing his live take on that. That would have been hilarious. Is the other one someone running, running something? Running down a dream. Yeah. Um, I just looked it up. Limp Biscuit has more monthly listeners than Tom Petty, so that's all I'm going to say. Yeah, McDonald's sells more burgers than uh, Five Guys. That doesn't mean they're better. You guys like McDonald's. I'm not a McDonald's defender. I hate McDonald's. Lincoln Park. I like a lot of things that are shitty. <laughs> Lincoln Park. You know, all these bands are bigger than Tom Petty. They're not bigger than Tom Petty. Tom they Petty's been dead Tom since 2014. So, I mean. Chester Bennington's been dead since 2018. Are you trying to say that Lincoln Park's influence is greater than Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers? I would argue it, yes. Oh, my gosh. Andy. Lincoln Park was one of the biggest <laughs> bands in the world. This is ridiculous. <laughs> they were one of the biggest bands in the world. Chester Mike. Bennington has a bigger influence on American music than Tom Petty, according to Kyle. Yeah, because I can only name three Ch- uh, Tom Petty songs. Barely. <laughs> Barely. Talk about the worst of his takes ever. <laughs> how, many, uh, how many songs have been written about Lincoln Park? Like songs have been written about Lincoln Park. I don't exactly. Know that's a good question. 
How many songs have been written about Tom Petty? Dude, he's the referenced one we just all talked the time. about. Yeah, well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna disparage the band. So the first they time I've ever heard they are about writing Tom songs Petty. saying that everybody where I grew up loved Lincoln Park and the Charlotte Hornets, that's for sure. <laughs> How in the world are we going to Charlotte Hornets? They're awful. Because oh, I, I was making another uh reference to a, a, a smaller market team that hardly nobody cares about relative to the Atlanta Braves. Mm. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, man. <laughs> Look, people don't want to admit it, but new metal was the biggest thing in America 20 years ago. Tom Petty was not. Because Tom Petty was had a, a run from 1976 to 1994 with hits and radio hits galore, along with selling tons of records. He was drowned out by the Hair Nation. He was and one of the last people then, that hung on, then, though. And then he was drowned out by the grunge. I mean, he lost to two genres of music. He had been on the radio for with like selling millions of records and having hits for almost 20 years. He wasn't bigger than hair metal. When you think of the police, poison, whoa, 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 whoa. Aerosmith. You think the police are in Aerosmith? You think the police, yes, Aerosmith is one of the biggest bands of all time. Th- they still- are one of the biggest rock bands of all time, but my God, these Tom Petty takes are trash. <laughs> The I think Aerosmith maybe we should. Is big. Aerosmith will... is big. Aerosmith is big. Aerosmith is but much bigger than Tom Petty. <laughs> I ain't gonna argue with you on Aerosmith. That's they probably... have almost three times as many monthly listeners than Tom Petty. They have almost twenty-four million. Tom Petty is sitting at seven million. Tom Petty also has two. Uh... Spotify's. It's true. Are you looking at his at the Heartbreakers or just Tom? No, Petty? Tom Petty. Okay, it's look nine at Tom million, Petty. The it, the Heartbreakers it's is actually the best. That was surprising. It's t- nine point four point five. Yeah, nine point four for Tom Petty. He is smaller than Hair Nation Metal in the eighties. Sorry, Limp Biscuit. Is bigger than Tom Petty. So you think Limp Biscuit is objectively better and more influential than Tom Petty? Yeah, because I don't, I can't name three Tom Petty songs. <laughs> that's Limp just... Biscuit has a big <laughs> role in my that's, life. Than that's Tom a Petty take. Does. <laughs> we'll just we'll go with that. That's a take. <laughs> I mean, I'm struggling to find people that aren't bigger than Tom Petty. Um, Leonard Skinner, I know they're way bigger. Um, Tom Petty, you got to add them together. Okay, so we'll give him fifteen million. The it's police are still 17. bigger. It's seventeen. The police, the police are still bigger. They're sitting at almost twenty-four. Who Logan laughed at? Man. I don't. Th- I really don't think you have a full grasp on how influential Tom Petty was on American music. Maybe. Just going by the numbers. Please find another band. Let's find another band. Rush. They're smaller than Tom Petty. <laughs> we found one. And that's also a cheap ass cop out that he has two Spotify's. <laughs> we that's didn't a, say Rush, you did. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying that's a cheap cop out that he has two Spotify's. One's his solo career and one's the yeah. band. That's that's a damn man. It all should be the same. He released, but it's not though. 
it literally Tom Petty is one of the best selling music artists of all time. It's on Wikipedia. All right. Well, we'll continue this off the air. We don't need to, this. This concludes the last twenty minutes of Kyle reading from the most albums sold of all time list according to Wikipedia. <laughs> all right. Well, let us know your thoughts on this. On who was more influential on American music, Limp Biscuit or Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers? I'm curious to hear what the people think. I'll even put a Twitter poll out there, and <laughs> we'll, we'll get to the bottom of what social media has to say on this, because I'm very curious now. But be sure to give us five stars and a great review, Spotify, Apple Podcast, <laughs> Amazon, and check out the website, <laughs> countrygoldkins.com, for blog content and merch. Um, for this episode, by God, <laughs> I'm Logan, sitting here with Chuck, Andy, and Kyle. Take See care, you next guys. time.